come on. How about a little professionalism? What? No, the professional part is that I don't research our topic, nor do I know our topic. I don't know what you're about to ask me. Okay, great. I'm about to ask you. Do you want to start the Adam Ask Chuck podcast? Let's get into it, Adam. All right. Hit it, boys. You never know how scared you're going to be. So many questions, but there's never only one little simple answer. I could not bring myself to be anything for you. That's hey! That was a fun thing. Maybe I'll put the song in there. It'll be good. I like that. Like the uh, the TV, I always kind of like the TV shows where they open something quick, boom, then you do the you do the intro after the cold open. Yeah, I do. I think so. Welcome to the Adam Asks Chuck podcast, where we don't hit a note if we tried. Right. Are you a good singer? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I knew that answer. Yeah, I think uh, it doesn't I stop you though. <laughs> I think I sound okay if I go low. I think you, uh, you do sound okay if you go low, but. I sound silly like I'm trying to sing really low, but it is a lot more impressive than me trying to sing earnestly. You singing... It's not impressive. Because you don't sing earnestly. When you sing along with songs, you often... It sounds like you're phoning it in, which is fun. It's like, yeah, I'm singing this song in the car ride, but then you go for like an hour and a half. There's Hmm. not a window where it's like, ah, it's fun. We're singing for a moment. It's like, he's still singing. Oh, yeah. I'm too uncomfortable. I remember seeing the whole White Stripes album once, and you were getting real mad at me. I, I was, was uncomfortable. Did you know? Did I say anything? I think you complained. I think after, maybe. Yeah. I was like that. Something about it was like a, I felt paralyzed because it wasn't that I could ask you to stop doing something in the moment that annoyed me. It was like, I don't know if I didn't want to make people self-conscious or singing is awkward. Has sure. someone ever sang a song to you and looked you in the eyes? No. I had a friend that was self-taught at guitar, which doesn't really mean anything. I have two. One amazing, one not so great. The one not so great. He was really into like country and stuff, and he was like singing to me, and I was just like, man, if you look at me while you do this anymore, I, uh, you know. These days I feel like self-taught's not as impressive, because I think that still includes like you could just YouTube <laughs> how to play guitar, and you're not self-taught if you watch a tutorial. Right. The information's out there. So self-taught just means I have more resources than the... Yeah. If you give, like, uh, that kid who was raised by wolves, you hand him a guitar, and then he learns how to... that? Mowgli? Uh, no. He was was raised... an actual kid raised by wolves? He was raised by a bear, that Mowgli. I think there was a kid raised by wolves. That's, like, a real story. There's a... There's a... I think there's a... There's a girl, and they found her when she was, like, 10. We learned about this in psych class. And I think she was past the point that she could learn how to not be like an animal so uh this sounds i don't buy it i don't buy it one bit no that's what are you selling it for uh two bits okay shaving a haircut all right i'll buy it for shaving a haircut but Mm. yeah i don't know man what was she raised by i don't know the park or something nature there's no animal in what area of the country i think this is west coast i'm gonna go san jose okay then downtown san jose it had to be a puma what they have pumas in be, San Jose? You keep Oh, mountain lions out there on the West Coast? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's different, but I feel like it's jaguars. more Rocky Mountain. Is it a jaguar or puma? I think jaguars are in the jungle. Okay, then it's a puma. I don't think you can be a small animal and take in a child. A child's like, this bird is a toy. The bird can be like, no, listen to me. I got some good ideas on how you can be like a, you can still be a person and you can maybe like bridge the divide between animals whose habitats are being destroyed. I see. And people who are destroying them. But the kid's like, oh, you're smaller than me? I'm going to shake you. 
I think that makes sense. Naturally, something that's smaller than something else can't parent it. You have to right. start the parenting process when you're bigger than something or it just doesn't line up. Right. So these these little people, dwarves, mm-hmm. um, as we used to call them, midgets, they you have to you have a small window to raise that child. You're gonna be like, I gotta teach you to be an adult in about seven years <laughs> before you get bigger than me and just don't listen to anything I say. Well, I think you you just establish the the dynamic early uh-huh. enough. That's true. You can psychologically mm-hmm. Or you get those lifts. Establish dominance. Oh, just shoes? Yeah. They, they I make... thought you meant the new the taxi service. <laughs> so I'm gonna Not what I was referring drive to. Drive you around town. Teach you what's up. Beat you up in a... Well, Adam, do you have any questions for me today? I got a couple. All right, let's hear. Should it hurt uh, when I pee? Uh, it shouldn't, but I mean, if, if it does, it's just... It's a feature. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to cut all that <laughs> for real. Um, I have a question. I, I don't like when you you really just hop that question on me. I like to flow into it naturally. Sorry, buddy. So we were was, talking uh, the other day. I thought I was getting a little dicey with the dwarf stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I We were talking the other day about this effect, this uh, effect where people misremember together, not as like a fun activity, but they just happen to find each other on the internet and be like, I'm, I'm retarded too. All right, let me try that again. I'm stupid too. You know, this is... Oh, uh, man. I forgot to <laughs> update. Nelson Mandela. Ah, all right. <laughs> all right. There's the question. And it's a question because I assume there's a question mark at the end of Oh, it has a name. big, fat South African question mark. South Africa. South Africa. It's always fun to say. I'm not sure who, who says that. That's a. Have you ever... What was the good one I heard the other day where you just write out English words mm-hmm. and then if you read them, it sounds like an accent in English now that I think about it, but I don't know what you're saying. Like you write drawer spoon and then you go read this and people are like draw string as if they were from the South or something or from Australia. Is this a board game? What the hell are no, you talking about? There's certain words that if you make people say them, they accidentally say a different thing, but in a perfect accent. I see. It's really good. I had one the other day. I wish I could remember it. It yeah. should be a much With, more interesting podcast. Without examples, I got to tell you, this isn't much, but <laughs> I'll, I'll tweet. All right. <laughs> I meant I would text someone right now to find out what it is. I would okay. do that. Give me one second. Okay. Uh, you're making a lot of work for yourself here, Adam. Okay. So I got a big fat question mark around this. Nelson Mandela, um, or more like Womandela. No, not Give more like times. No, not really. He seems like a nice dude. What's his deal? <laughs> <laughs> What's his deal? All right. Well, you you covered half the story. Half. All right. Hey, buddy, look at this coming in hot. A mere <laughs> two seconds later, read this bottom line for me. I've never had someone respond to a text that quickly. Rise up lights. Say it. Say it a little faster. Here, give it to Rise me. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Oh, Australian for. Razor blades. Rise of blades. Rise of blades. Rise of lights. Rise of lights. Rise of lights. I feel like I'm maybe I'm trying to rise of lights. Yeah, but I don't feel like it's working for me. Dragging. Yeah, you got dragging your feet there, but you got it in my head. But yeah, all right, that's a cool trick. Good, cool. Glad, glad we settled that. Who'd you just text that responded immediately? Shannon. She's in Argentina. Yep. That's still crazy to me. The phones move that fast. (laughs) The speed of love. <laughs> I don't know. 
sounded fun. That was cornball, but I liked it. How sweet. <laughs> Corn muffins. Do you hate these things? Am I the only one? His mom doing? consistently made corn muffins and fucking hated them every time. Oh, what is this episode? <laughs> yeah, I, no, my mom never made corn muffins. No, yeah, corn muffins are fine. They're like cornbread really? and muffin Your mom's shape. the muffin lady. She's going to open no, a muffin shop. Make... She doesn't do corn muffins? She made corn muffins and corn muffins are good. They're good. I think you have the wrong expectations. You're expecting a sweet muffin like a blueberry or a peach. But these muffins, they're supposed to go with baked beans or with uh, like a brisket. Then you got a corn cornbread muffin alongside the biscuit. That's What's a good the best muffin. part of a corn muffin. Uh, dunking it in the baked bean juice, the bushes. I never tried that. You oh, call you them the bushes? The the bush bush was the uh, that was the brand of baked beans with the dog and the bald man. No, that was the president who was made up out. Of, he was made of baked beans. <laughs> Incorrect. Okay. I'm referring to the commercials where there was a dog and he was always trying to give away the secret recipe to Bush's baked beans. And I thought those commercials were pretty funny. Okay. Well, I missed them because I had a childhood where I didn't give a shit about advertising. Mm. I was at uh, a trivia game at a bar oh, a God. week ago and there was a Geico commercial on TV. It was one of these Geico commercials that I find just insufferable. It was the one with the, uh, the ice skating um sumo wrestler and i saw someone else at the bar watch the commercial with the sound off and just start laughing oh god and i went oh i guess people do like these All right, yeah like I mean, these advertisements there's a couple companies consistently brutal and i get it, it's like oh, our character is dorky this fucking flow that bitch i want to cut with the <laughs> rise up lights <laughs> i hate her more than anyone on this planet Oh, uh, it was sexist till it was Australian. <laughs> and then I was back on board. So we got this man, South Africa. Some, Some people thought he died. Didn't die. Still didn't alive. Die. <laughs> well. All right. Now he's dead. All right. But people thought he died prematurely. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Preemie. Not, not in the womb, but they thought he died premature of his actual death. Yes. So this, uh, this Nellie Manns, he's down in... South Africa, which is, uh, South Africa has a thing called apartheid. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with this term. Apartheid non-chalarna. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm, I know it's racist. To, to say apartheid non-chalarna? <laughs> I know the apartheid know is uh, woven with the fabric of racism, and beyond that, I don't really know much about what happened. Yeah, okay, so apartheid, it, uh, it's one of those words that sounds like what it means like wablamo or kapow okay uh onomatopoeias yeah it's kind of like that where apartheid where they take two groups of people and they make them apart oh wow if someone would have said that i would have known that forever mm -hmm. that is all it took I, googling probably would have worked too but that was a that was very great i think apartheid is just a, a very it's like if like we're obviously segregated still We've got all sorts of segregation, mm -hmm. but apartheid is more of a, uh, it's a more formal ver version of segregation. Was it physical separation? I think it's some of that. Yeah, because I think, because South Africa is one of those weird countries where it's African, but then you got a bunch of like British white guys. Right. And then you got a bunch of like British black guys. Oh, and uh, my favorite. Who's my? I'm not going to answer that. No, yet. no, I said British black guys are my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, a black man. You without... said you weren't going to answer, and now you're <laughs> jumping on British black guys being your favorite. I'm back Piece on board. 
yeah, because it used to be under English rule, and then I think they went, okay, well, the English are still kind of in charge, but also we're splitting up here. It was a neat... All right, first off, English rule. The only English rule is uh, don't brush your teeth. But the second English rule is... <laughs> so you make it sound like it was people from Africa going, okay, we're not really following. Was this initiated by non-British people in Africa that go, okay, your rules are fine, but we're going to separate here? Hmm. Or is this a rules inflicted by the British? Yeah, yeah. Good, good questions you got there. The British are no longer in charge of South Africa as of, you know, I don't know, 100 years ago, Do whatever. No. Yeah. Okay. But the government of South Africa decides, hey, uh, we've got the whites and the blacks, and they, I think they're pretty much like the whites, the ruling class, and the black uh, is the, a drooling class. Yeah. To them. I yeah. hate that I said all of that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, from their perspective, it was kind of the boys rule, girls drool thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you can diagnose it without endorsing it. Mm-hmm. So, a decent amount of what I know. You ever seen the movie District 9? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just about apartheid in South Africa. Interesting. That's It's what they call an allegory. Um, the only, I know one allegory. It involves caves. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that one. The cave. Yeah, it was a... It's, you know, if you put a man... You can lead a man to a cave, but you can't make him... Uh, know anything about the world until you show him. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'd also like to point out, I have told you about another allegory um, on the podcast. Which one? The Crucible. Do you remember what the Crucible is? No. It's the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, being and, an allegory for the Red Scare? There you go. Okay. Hey, we're learning stuff on this yeah. podcast. Okay. But this allegory is uh, District 9. You know how there was a bunch of uh, those, they called them prongs. They were like shrimp men. Yeah, yeah, I'm those, familiar. Those shrimpy guys. I have a, a fat head of one on my wall. <laughs> have you not been in my room? Good. Uh, yeah, those shrimp guys, those people in the movie, they were being apartheided from actual South Africans. So they lived in these, yeah. you know, slums, shanty towns slums. and they had different, uh, yeah, different rules for them. Mm-hmm. That's how South Africa was like in the 80s. Also, I found out recently, I'm going to, you know, this whole, uh, I remember they would always go to these shrimp people and make them sign shit. They don't want to. They just force them to sign shit so that they could be like, "Well, they signed a thing that says we can do this to them." Wait, is this, that a, was, is this a historical fact or is this from the movie? No, knowing, learning about uh, Native Americans at the ah. ripe young age of twenty nine, <laughs> <laughs> listening to an audio book because, like, I probably should have paid more attention. Yeah, we just make people sign shit, which I kind of don't get because we would break the contracts, be like sign this contract, and then we'd break it and it'd be fine. But it's like, why did we even have Native Americans sign these contracts? It's very odd. Yeah, it wasn't good. The whole they sold New York for a bucket of beads or whatever it was. Bush's beans. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that, well, because we also, the white folks had the courts. So they go sign this, they sign it. And then the person goes, oh, I didn't know what I was signing. I don't think that'll hold up in court. And then they go to the court and they're like, well, who runs the court? For so. sure. But what's weird is then the white, I guess it's because Native Americans aren't, you know, knocking on the judge's door like, hey, I want to take this in. I guess I don't know how you initiate a court case, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you have to knock on a judge's door? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Where do judges live? The woods? No, that does sound kind of like how it was 500 years ago, so maybe you're onto something. Um, I'm not going to lie. The, the closest thing I know to an old-timey court case from, like, hundreds of years ago is this weird 
acid flashback I have to a wishbone episode mm-hmm. where the dog's in court. There's oh. a bunch of people with wigs on. I think, uh, are you referring to the time that wishbone was Tom Sawyer? Maybe. Tom Sawyer go to court? Yeah, he went to court. Injun John, Joe, threw a, uh, threw a knife at him, held mm-hmm. up a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I rem- is it Joe or John? I don't trust you anymore because you called every every person. Uh, you called like N word Jim and then Engine Jim, and everyone was a Jim that wasn't. I think it was Engine Joe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress back to Mandela, Ooh. who uh, he was a he was one of these rabble rousers. He Ooh. was I supposed to end your <laughs> sentence, Charlie? Give a big point. So we've got Nelly and. Probably 1960 or something. He goes, hey, I don't care for this apartheid. It's very racist. And the people in charge go, yeah, it's very racist. That's why we like it, because we are very racist people. And he goes, well, I think we should change this rule. And they say, we're throwing you in prison. And they throw Nelson Mandela in prison for, I don't know, 25 years? For what? I mean, what did they... Rouse and rabble. Okay. He probably, I don't know, he... Probably or loitering, or he held up a sign too many times, and people. See, here's a here's a fun little trick. Uh, people go, "Hey, uh, what do you got going on tomorrow?" And you don't want to hang out with him. You just ah, probably just some R and R. But what they don't know is you mean rabble rousing. You go on the town without him, have a good time, and they think you're at home resting and relaxing. <laughs> Losers. I didn't know what R and R meant until you <laughs> You've said. Never heard R and R. No, who says R and R? Rest and relaxation. Boy. I don't know. I can't imagine needing to rest and relax, but having no time to say those entire words. Because you're getting, you're already on top of it, man. I'm already R and R and. All right. Because I'm not going to say all of it. See, I I think of it the opposite way. I'm not saving time. I'm going. I'm going to rest. I'm going to relax. Because you're just you're so methodical. It's like the South. That's one school of of thought. All right. But now they throw him in prison, Mm -hmm. and in prison, people uh, people get a lot done in prison. That's what I've gathered. They, they you put, have a lot of time. Yeah. You either come out of there. So people in this prison, can I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, he was liked in this prison, right? Because I have to imagine the people in this prison were not of the ruling class. Probably. Yeah. I imagine he's a, he's a well-respected dude. They go, ah, this guy's in. He's, you know, that guy over there, he murdered somebody. But this guy, he's just trying to get better rights for people. Right. So we're like, not going to beat nobody him Nobody was shanking Malcolm X in prison. I don't know if he went to prison, but Probably. what I'm saying is people are like, oh, yeah. Cool. I imagine so. You go to prison as one of those cool celebrities, yeah. It's probably a decent time. One of those cool celebrities. Like who? Like Malcolm you think X. Michael Vick, like people liked in prison? Probably. Maybe. If you if those... I, I guess dogs... I bet people like Michael Vick. Even though that he... Okay. If they're all in prison, they get it. That dogs suck? <laughs> nah, the people How do shitty things. Went. So, people either come out of prison, A, ripped, or... <laughs> B, having written some beautiful work. Some, okay. Some moving, uh-huh. uh, long essay. I've read every book in American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, all right. I'm going to amend this. Okay. Um, Give me a C. Well, I'm just going to uh, rephrase the second one. They either come out really jacked and ready to, possibly ready to commit crimes more effectively or change their life around and just be ripped while doing it. Or they come out with a law degree. Mm. Right, they either come out really jacked or lawyers. <laughs> oh, you got those guys. They go to, they go to prison. They well, spend the whole time trying... trying to solve their own case. Well, oh, I mean, 
or a degree in something else. They come out very knowledgeable from reading, but also that's part of it is they're like, well, I'm going to appeal this as many times as I can. And uh, also, I, I'm just going to get a degree. I might as well get one that might help me out. Yeah. Doesn't prison sound a little bit nice to you? Uh, if I have a lot of friends, yes. The idea of like a minimum security prison where they're just like, we're going to take away all your distractions and we're going to kind of tell you what your day, but you're going to have a lot of just downtime. I'm you... telling, I want to tell you what you're describing to me is your high school. It sounds like you guys just really, we had a good time in my high school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You could kind of go walk around the school whenever you wanted. I remember some, some fun days. Not my experience. Hmm. We couldn't even leave for lunch. Oh, that's bananas. You didn't have open campus? Nope. Oh, it's all about the open campus. Oh, I'm aware. We order a order a Pizone, drive down the street, get a Pizone, come back. Hey, man, I get it. Mm-hmm. I wanted a Pizone. We didn't even have anything that made Pizones, though. Pizza Hut. You don't have no Pizza Hut out there? Uh, when I was... Mm, I don't know. Maybe. All right. We had like three restaurants. Okay. So, Mandela, he gets out of prison... And he's written some some eloquent eloquent literature. <laughs> what a word to fuck up. <laughs> How long? You're not giving me... I said 25 years. That's my guess. Okay. I'm going to say 1980, he gets out of prison. I don't right. know when they sent him to prison, but he comes out like, a, like okay. an older guy. I also want to hit pause here. Mm-hmm. What kind of rabble-rousing was he doing where they threw him in? Was it public speaking? Like, you know, where... What was... I know he was not with it all, but mm-hmm. at what level mm-hmm. was he fucking... He was, shit up. He was probably like a like a tier two of the social movement guy. Mm. So they'd organize some sort of like a rally or something, and then he they'd give him one of the one of the rally squads. Okay, and he'd take them around and be like, "Let's." I don't know what they do. They all you know sit about, down a lot on more some about rallies stairs. I don't know a lot or about a lot rallies. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I spent a little time at some rallies. Okay, the told uh, teacher strike we had around here. Oh. Yeah, I didn't didn't do too much marching, but okay, it was no. nearby. Yeah, all right. So it was it was political activism that landed him in the slammer. Political activism. Okay. Yeah, he's a political activist. People like him, but he's not the well known political activist. Okay, until until he gets out of prison. He has all day. Yeah, yeah, and he's spent so much time thinking. He gets out of there and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm the most thunk man here." And I've got some good arguments. Drunk men and thunk men mm-hmm. do not mix oil and water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mandela, he's he's aiming to end this apartheid. Mm-hmm. Now I know there's a rugby team involved. Oh, I he, actually now I can picture this movie. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon. Matt, yep. I think people give a lot of credit to Nelson Mandela, but I think honestly it was Matt Damon who did most of the heavy lifting <laughs> in terms of. Uh, Ending South Africa's apartheid. A rugby game ended the apartheid? No. This is one of those stories where, uh, you know... It's symbolic. Right. So you have the actual, like, there's all this important stuff going on. But in a movie, it's very difficult to portray kind of this big social movement. And honestly, it's also difficult to portray that in in just the world. So I think this is why we get so into the Oscars and stuff. Because they give an Oscar to, you know... A black woman, and then everybody gets real, real excited because it's very difficult to see. Like, oh, black women are getting promoted at a slightly higher rate than usual. That's not great news. That's that's tough to. Oh. It's difficult for all all of us to see this progress play out, just kind of on a macro level. Uh-huh. But when we use stuff like sports and movies, 
then we can just go, oh, I get it. But they started all, all five of their starters were black and the Hoosiers were really good at basketball. And then meanwhile, you can see how people are racist, but I, I see social progress in the fact that they were good at basketball. Right. That's the way people, it's an easier way to look at things. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's going on in South Africa here. They've got all this, uh, these people who are the, the apartheid. That's a big problem. The rugby games, I'm going to say not as big of an issue for South Africa. <laughs> uh-huh. But they, they integrate this rugby team. Okay. The team of? South Africa. Okay. South, the nation of South Africa's rugby team. They've got a rugby team. And okay. the rugby team I don't know if there was, you know, there were a couple different teams in South Africa. And this was a real, real ragtag group of shrimp people mm-hmm. just from the metaphor that i wish we didn't i didn't continue there yeah well the rugby team it's uh you know you got a few black guys a few white guys a few shrimp people and they're all on one one rugby team together and there's probably you know sometimes when they go hey i don't respect you because of your race oh and then they get the guy goes hey but that was you know you passed it to me when you could have scored and then but you knew oh i had a God, just kidding i do respect you just <laughs> Despite being different, right? Yeah, that's kind of how that always comes together. I, I would to go. cut that scene from the final edit, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with some of these movies. These people are like, I'm a, I'm a piece of garbage person, and then they learn these lessons in uh, pretty short bites, and I don't always buy it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say, 1980, he gets out of prison, and he gives a great speech, and he gets elected president of South Africa. Now, that's probably wrong. <laughs> uh, here's a few questions that I'm now coming up with about. So, I don't feel like if you've got an apartheid system, the black folks can vote. Does that sound right? I mean, if they can't live, yeah, it sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I also picture him being a politician. He's a politician. Yes. Yeah, so, well, so here's like because this happened in American history was that uh, before black people could vote. They could run for office. There's nothing powering them from running for office. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. There were women and black men who ran for office, and one of them might have got elected or something at one point. um, Before they could vote. Interesting. Before they could vote. I didn't know that. So maybe what happened was Mandela had to get elected with a majority with just all the white people voting, and then he wins. That can't be. Boy, I... Comment on <laughs> comment on SoundCloud. Let us know. Let's move forward. Say, say let's say black people could vote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, let's say they did it in a way of like, ah, you got to show five forms of ID and you got to prove to us that. Let's say they made it difficult, but they could vote just sure. so that we can move on with the story. Okay. So Mandela, he takes charge. And then uh, I think what they, they just needed this, uh, this rugby team to win. Otherwise, people were going to really hang that on the president. It's my understanding of the movie. Uh, okay. They're like, if you don't, we'll trust you on this. Uh, black people and white people can get along together as long as our rugby team keeps winning. And then, uh, you know, Matt Damon, he's the best center rugby <laughs> wing in, mm-hmm. in all of the land. And he fucking runs that weird football into the end zone. Do you know how rugby works? Uh, a little bit. I'll tell you a story. I was in uh, New Zealand and... For the first time, people do Adderall as a stuff. I like Adderall. People do it as a party drug. Not a big fan. Okay. I'll do it on like a Saturday where I got to like clean and, you know, do the dishes and shit. Makes it much more fun. Break a lot more dishes, but, you know, it's a good time. I was in New Zealand and 
took Adderall and went to a bar and there was always rugby on TV mm-hmm. in that area and I never really followed. Then I was at a bar where everyone managed to socialize for four hours and I just stared at a TV at the same table with all these people having a good time and watch rugby and uh, started to get it a little bit, started to figure out kind of what was going on. It was fun. Can you explain what's going on with those scrums when they get in the big, the big bunch of folks? It's like a face-off in hockey. It's their way of determining who gets possession. But they make them get in there, huh? Do they have the to scrums? Have... You mean where they all like grab shoulders and? Yeah, what's happening there? That's some way they determine who gets the ball. Okay, that just seems real. Weird. Why don't they all just jump right on the ball? Is that against the rules? I would have to watch it again. It's been so long. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I know the fast guys are out to the outside, and I don't know. Hello, athletes. Mm-hmm. They look. They look uh, good naked. What? Uh, <laughs> one of these uh, one of these rugby players came over put tried out for the 49ers like, uh-huh. two seasons ago I called him uh, Jared Hayne the Hayne plane the like, what plane they called him the Hayne plane okay or just like there was it was very entertaining there can't was, wait till we get our Haynes on him mm-hmm. underwear there was one like Australian reporter who they sent over with this guy to cover it rise of blades was that all he said mm-hmm so in Australia, this is the most fascinating thing to them. This guy going and trying to make the NFL. Right. So he's covering the league, but he doesn't understand the rules of football or anything. Or Sounds he doesn't have very any, entertaining. Doesn't have any context. So he's watching. He's like, "Oh my god, this Carlos Hyde guy is fantastic. They like they should give the ball to him more." And oh, for some reason they're all punting it away now, and I don't understand. What, oh, he made a tackle. Like you read this guy tweeting out about uh, about this Australian rules player. Mm-hmm. Incredibly fascinating. Google Jared Hayne and. Uh, Sounds good. The guy was no good? Uh, I think he made the team, and then he didn't make it the next year, and now I think he's in prison for rape. Um, Sounds like a not-all-that-uncommon progression. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, I didn't know you were going to ask a follow-up question <laughs> about the guy, but, uh, you know, things things took a little turn for him, a little less. The Hain plane took a little, uh, little dip there into the... Uh, South Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. or wherever that flight disappeared to. Oh, I never knew what was going on with that. Yeah, no one did. That was the whole point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Charlie's like, yeah, I didn't really follow because I didn't know what was happening. He was like, that's why everyone else followed, because no one knew what was happening. They really never followed that plane, huh? They might have. I don't know. Oh, okay. I stopped tuning out. It became every day, all day, for yeah, I'm way not, too long. I'm not on board and with it. And it's like, new- if you found it now, I wouldn't be happy or satisfied in any way. I would just be upset. Because I'd be like, yeah, why didn't you look there before? And also, the chances that they find the plane, it's like, oh, they're all hanging out on an island. They, they decided to go, you know, have some Coronas together, and this Unlikely. is a happy ending. We knew the ending was going to be bad. It's a little mind-blowing that it's so unlikely you could crash in the ocean and find an island. It's kind of crazy there's any islands. We are so close to having no islands if you just crash in the middle of the ocean. I'm not totally following your logic. <laughs> the here. amount of ocean to island okay. is such a skewed. <laughs> there's so much more ocean than island. There is. That we almost have no island. It's thought, amazing anyone would ever crash and find an island. I thought we actually had a lot of islands and we just didn't know about. Like, yeah, but if you're counting the number, but for the, the area taken up, like if you crash in the ocean, how far can you go till you. It's I, unlikely I you're going to find an island. Several miles. Well, okay, here, I'm all up in that. If I crash in the ocean, I'm not going to be at, you know, peak swimming form, 
But if, if you Wait, told why not? <laughs> what does that mean? Why not? Because I'm going to be wearing... you're going to a swim meet. I'm going to have, like, my laptop, and I'm going to be wearing oh. jeans or something. I'm going to be dressed to travel. I'm going to be a little overwhelmed uh-huh. that the plane just went down. Okay. But if you go, hey, we're dropping you in the ocean, can you make it four miles? I feel like I could. Because here's the thing. I don't need to be, you know, sprint swimming for four miles. It's not even like a... Like a ju- you can get by. I yeah. don't know how, how choppy is it out there? It blows my mind, though, that you think there's an island every four miles in the ocean. I don't think there's an island every four miles in the ocean, but I think the chances that you're within four miles of an island aren't crazy low. Really? I think it's like, like 5%. Oh, my God. I think it's... All right. That's probably wrong. But there's... I think there's a lot of islands. <sighs> I don't know, man. Well, it depends what part. Someone we... let us know how many goddamn islands there are on the ocean. Because feel... where are those Virgin Islands? Because there's a ton of those. Probably, uh, I don't know. Uh, I was going to make a Virgin joke, but. Uh... That's okay. Um... <laughs> no, it's not. I feel, yeah, I feel like. I kind of feel like you could crash in the ocean and 75% of the time you could swim 300 miles in any direction and not find an ocean okay like in any like a circumference 300 mile a radius of 300 miles all around you there's no island we're talking radius not circumference correct not even as that you could be right so here's i'm going to point out a couple of theories here first uh Whose theories are these? <laughs> these are my theories that I'm going to point them out. Um, and I, in case I've, you weren't picking up on them. I'll, I'll admit, at the moment, I've got half a theory. By the end of this, I'm going to have two to three theories. Great. All right. First theory. You are traveling from land to land. Islands I buy it. Yeah. are near land. So correct. Correct. Decent. We're not... The chances that we go down middle of the Atlantic... Much less. We're not going to find an island out in the middle of the Atlantic, but decent chance we go down not that crazy far off the east coast of the U.S. or not that crazy far off the west coast of Europe. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a higher density of islands okay. over there. I'm with you so far. Second theory. There's more islands the closer you get to the equator. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a gut theory. That's not really based on anything. But doesn't that seem kind of right? It's not the worst theory. Because islands are tropical a lot of times, <laughs> correct? <laughs> you're on these islands, they're warm, and they're sand. But those are the islands you're choosing to go to. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm see, I'm not vacationing in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. I'm vacationing to islands. So I'm going to fly to islands to begin with. I bet there's some stupid-ass islands by Greenland and Iceland that no one goes to. Uh, yeah, for sure. I feel like Canada, Canada's got a bunch of weird fucking... I guess That's true. Canada's got a lot of islands. Probably some... Where there are lakes, there are islands. Does that seem right? No. Not seems really. wrong. Okay. Doesn't seem wrong. Doesn't seem right. I had a grandpa who built a lake once. He, uh... In his... At his... In his property? Yeah, he owned a bunch of... Pro- okay, he... it wasn't a prank. He's like, on the high school lawn, next week <laughs> we're gonna build a lake. No. That would be a fucking senior prank. He owned some, like, farmland, mm-hmm. and they built roads on it. So people could drive on these roads and they sold the farmland off as like houses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think he had a little bit of this uh, manic depressive stuff going on. I think one day he uh, just, you know, found himself in a weird state and he went out with like a one of those backhoes. Is a backhoe a, do you drive those backhoes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he went out with a backhoe and built a lake. Just dug one. How big? Uh, I don't know, small lake size. 
Okay. And he left like an island in the middle because. Oh yeah, why not? If you're building it, exactly. I yeah. would choose an. I would choose like five islands. Mm-hmm. Because it saves your work and it's cooler. And then you have to swim out to the island from the the edge of the lake. Absolutely. How deep was this? Did you ever swim? Uh, I bet the water was gross looking. Yeah, I don't think I ever got it's in the like lake. Like retention ponds and suburbs are pretty gross. Probably got down to like ten feet or something. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, question about this manic depression. So you had a grandpa that was manic depressive. I don't know. I don't want to diagnose, but I think that was a thing. Okay, because he... I had a grandpa that was manic depressive, and so there was a little bit in college where I thought I knew everything. <laughs> what? I mean, I had a manic episode in college. Oh, you had yeah, a... Yeah, my grandpa was the nearest relative of mine to be diagnosed with... I see. Bipolar. Same thing. Do you know that? Are they? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the one? We always think bipolar people have split personalities, but that's that is that is what how people use it, and that's incorrect. That's right. Yes, that's just multiple personality disorder. That's multiple personality disorder. So you thought you literally thought you knew everything? Kinda. Wow. Which is pretty fucking ironic <laughs> when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> here's here's a, all right. We're gonna dive into a little mental health uh, PSA kind of thing. Uh, Tell me right. about the mental health. So the the bipolar. I was. Um, informed about which sounded like a good accurate description of how it occurred with me is uh insight no hindsight foresight force hindsight nearsighted farsighted farsighted uh-huh 2020 uh-huh there was a uh, cinnamon toast crunch commercial when i was a kid where there was an alien he had three eyes and his daughter went my dad's got 202020 vision ooh and that confused great... me as to how vision was referred to. Oh, yeah, because that's not an... Six it's... more years. Yeah. It was a good joke by the serial people. And then I thought that the 2020 was left that... eye, right eye. Yeah. So I think it's insight, hindsight, foresight, oversight, which means mm. start to feel like you're picking up on things. You'd be like, oh, wow, I'm perceiving things a little more, perceiving things a little more uh, in depth. Like that's I'm insight. picking up on some... Uh, right. Some some interesting connections here I didn't pick up on. Hindsight, you're like looking at your your past and you'll be like, oh my God, I just I didn't see everything. I didn't realize all these things in the past. Foresight is like, I kind of see where the ship's headed, you know, whether it be society or you know, your drug problem at the time, <laughs> whatever it might be. And uh oversight's just like, oh yeah, okay. I got Earth solved. Let's go. It just becomes a whole overwhelming uh, thing. I so, feel like you really gave up with oversight. At all. I mean, I, how do you describe that feeling of just knowing? I mean, that's why some people think they're fucking Jesus when they're manic. I didn't think I was Jesus, but I, I felt like I, I knew, you know, kind you of felt like you had a good idea of what was happening mm-hmm. around me. And uh, spoiler alert, I was dead fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it was a very apocalyptic in my mind. Did you do anything? Did this? Did you have any this weird like social ten years uh, ago interaction kind of thing? Because oh, this was a college time. This was college. Boy, I feel like uh, I would have, I would have made some made some rash choices. Did you ask a lady out or anything? Was oh yeah, a... yeah, that was a mistake. Oh, what did you... <laughs> <laughs> I mean? What do you mean? I don't know. Uh, no, I know what you mean. If I thought I was Jesus, I'd be I'd be uh, overshooting my my shot there as a freshman in freshman in college. Uh, yes. The thing was, there was also a very, um, because it was kind of like an apocalyptic feeling, it was was like a dread attached to it and a paranoia, which the weed didn't help. Uh, I don't think I'm cut out to be like a regular weed smoker. Mm -hmm. I'll rub cocaine on my gums at four in the (laughs) afternoon, but 
I don't handle weed well. Because of that, I was kind of introverted at the time. And I was like, I was very sit back and, you know, take it all in and solve the world. But I definitely, uh, I definitely felt pretty, uh, pretty noticed. I didn't, I don't think you, I asked a lot of girls out, but I definitely felt very. Ah, uh, because you have was, that tendency to be. You're always, uh, <laughs> the amount of times you've told me you think a girl has a crush on you. I am blown away because I like I've how never... many I feel like there's been three ah, even that's high for me we've lived together like I've known you three years all right maybe you're right I feel like you're always like pretty sure this girl has a crush on me do I not always on the times that it sounds unreasonable do I not go I could be wrong you always say I could be wrong <laughs> and I might be but it's never occurred to me that anyone's ever had a crush on me I'm uh... <laughs> so I, I'm always amazed when you're like person's got a crush on it. I'm like, that, we both just interacted with her and I didn't pick up on anything. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to go through life thinking that. Oh, it's a better way to live. You should. All right. Going to yeah. do it. Especially as a, if you're a non-single fella, I feel like you should just be like, yeah, that person, yeah, they probably got a crush on it. If you're a single fella, it's not super useful. Maybe but, it's more useful. Well, if you're a single fella, you got to either, I mean, unless you're willing to act on it and prove it, then you got to shut up. Yeah, but as right. a taken guy, you can be like, oh, she has a crush on me, but you know, what? Yeah. Right. And then you're also like a, like a good dude. Cause. Right. You should be like, oh my gosh, all these girls have crushes on me and uh, I'm not doing anything. Mm hmm. I'm a taken man. You point to your finger. Point to your finger. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know what you were, what you were saying there. Marriage. Any finger. Mm hmm. Yeah. They're all, they're all the single finger. Mm hmm. Except for the one. That was a innuendo. Oh. <laughs> Which sounds like a Spanish word. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. El innuendo. El innuendo. Hmm. That's like a sexy name. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of vibes happening right now. Let's get past it. So Nelson Mandela. <laughs> ah, what he married? Uh, yeah, he's got a lovely a prison wife. marriage doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's pr- he probably has a wife. You know, an appropriate... He's not like the ruler who's got the really hot wife. And then you go, I see. No, he's probably got a really nice wife. Yeah, he's got a very, very friendly woman Mm -hmm. by his side. Someone he trusts, respected, confidant. Probably an intelligent, thoughtful. Mm -hmm. God, I'm starting to fall in love with Nelson Mandela's (laughs) wife. Holy shit. I think she's got a crush on you. Uh She keeps uh, (laughs) whispering things to Nelson Mandela like, uh, hey, apartheid's bad. And then he goes, oh, all right. And then he, you know. Uh-huh. He goes out there as the man does. He well, announces apartheid's bad. He gets all the credit. A real pawn of this woman. And by pawn, I mean prawn. Back to District 9. Connecting the dots mm-hmm. here. Uh, and I took a class on, it was like a civics class or a social, I don't remember what it was about. It was in college. Yep. Freshman year college, UW lacrosse. And they were teaching us, I don't know, stuff about apartheid. And so we were talking about South Africa for a good chunk of it. And then uh, we're like, oh, this is like the movie District 9. Right? And our teacher was like, I don't know, I've never seen the movie. And so we convinced him. What the fuck kind of schools are you going to? <laughs> that can... you get just you get to rewrite the lesson. Is this you personally leading all these coups? I had a role in it. Um This is fucking bananas. So he uh we agreed we spent like two class periods watching the movie District Nine, and at the end we're like, Right? And he was like, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot more laser guns than you guys kind of <laughs> let on. <laughs> he was kind of like, you got me. I shouldn't have let you watch District 9. He agreed, though. There was some... Because you just told me it was a pretty oh, clear... It's not like a subtle allegory. It's not. It's it's a legit allegory for the apartheid. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, it's then like why was he Yo- mad? It's in Johannesburg. Um, why is he mad? Because we watched a movie about space aliens for two classes. But if you're he claiming it. it's relevant. Right. He had it coming. I think he thought it was going to be more like courtroom scenes and more discussion of government or something. And it was a lot of like, this guy glued a laser gun to his hand and was running around shooting at people. Um, yeah, close. But, you know, spaceships aside, the movie's got some lessons in it. Mm-hmm. But if you take the advice of your students to show you a movie, that's that's on you. You can't be can't be too upset about that. I feel that. like you have ruined a lot of teachers' will to teach. Oh, we got him fired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apartheid bad. Mandela wins the rugby game. I think he's, he kicks what the did, winning goal. Yeah, what does he have to do with the rugby game? Nothing, right? He was what was known as the, the 13th man. Uh, is rugby the their 15th man? How many people play say, in a 13 rugby? sounds pretty unlucky. How many people do they put in a rugby game? I don't fucking know. What <laughs> did I do, Adderall, and watch it for four hours? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, Mandela, he scores the winning goal, and uh, he defeats Apartheid with that goal. The Apartheid lost, like, 10 to 11. It was a close one. Um... <laughs> He's an old man. He didn't play, but okay. No, obviously he didn't play. Someone played with his name on their jersey? Yeah, he was... I think he would just come every few games and give them like a big pep speech. He'd be like, hey guys, we got to do this for the country because we got to unite the country. The way we had pep rallies in high school? I'd love to see that old... (laughs) Those pep rallies. That old rickety cricket in in a skirt with pom-poms. Did you have pep rallies in high school? Oh yeah, they were brutal. Uh, We had... uh, What did they do at it? We had... We only had one year with pep rallies, I think. I think a lot of times it was just a speech of like, hey, uh, so you guys know, let's be better at keep cleaning up after ourselves in the bathroom. Yay. I mean, I think <laughs> they tried to mix in a lot of shit that had nothing to do with the big game. Um, I see. Uh, did you guys have a school song? We had a school song up on our gym wall. And, you know, we all sang it a couple times, whatever, as freshmen. And the song was atrocious it was okay. a train wreck of a song but then you realize if every high school wrote their own song and it's got to like find ways to make your high school's name rhyme it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of bad you wrote songs your own song no because our somebody our, wrote the song our school song. song that the band would play at football games was the same as um michigan you just took michigan I bet we took someone else's yeah the melody of some but but then threw some, some oh you're right we made the words like fight Spartans something center. yeah right but when your team names the Spartans we probably ripped off a dozen schools I feel like you would have ripped like off four Michi- Spartans in Madison did you rip off Michigan or Michigan State that's the thing is the we ripped off Michigan mm. yet we were the Spartans oh yeah weird choice right we tried to throw them off a trail mm-hmm. those old bloodhounds that devote their life to finding copyright infringement in school songs. Mm-hmm. Um, point being, school sucks. Drop out, Drop kids. out of school and just listen to this podcast. You're going to learn more. Yeah, they're not going to teach you these Mandela facts in the fifth grade. Uh-huh. If you're listening to this podcast in the fifth grade, uh, you need social services. <laughs> but I think uh, apartheid ended in Africa probably like 1988. That was late. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I feel like it might have been even later. I feel like it hit 90s. All right. 97. Was it? Because when was the Berlin Wall? 89? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Gorbachev. Before or after? Uh, I'm going to go apartheid after. I saw that wall. That's how, I, that's how I'm leaning on this. Yeah. But I, I don't know anything, so. 
don't factor it in. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I think Mandela was president for a little while longer. I think he kept, and I think he probably had one of those. How did he die? He's got old. He got old. Yeah. I mean, Morgan Freeman played him when he, like, 20 years earlier. Mm-hmm. And Morgan Freeman's not, not no spring chicken. He's old enough to play God. Do you remember the uh, the Mandela feud? I don't know if this is uh, one of those fake memories I made up or if this is a real memory. <laughs> Do you have a lot of those? Well, Mandela like fact. That my memory is split into two categories, the real ones and the fake ones I made up. Uh, in, uh, I, sorry. <laughs> what part of you thought that this would sound good as you're playing with a rubber band on the microphone? <laughs> what makes you think that's going to not take? Uh, so at the uh, Mandela funeral, the, one, of the, one of the people who's doing the sign language or the only person who was doing the sign language. There was a signer there. Uh-huh. Didn't know sign language. Just some Yahoo. Just... What? That happens all the time now. That's a classic practical joke. Really? Yeah, you can show up at any legal press conference. They're, you know, somebody got murdered. If you go up there, you're like, I'm the signer. They go, oh, that makes sense. We should get one of those. Yeah. Then you just do whatever. Nobody can speak oh, sign language fantastic. in the room. Um, just... Joe here at the Comedy Club on State gives a little pep rally before the competition every week and uh i stood behind him and just started signing the other day <laughs> it's i got about two laughs and then uh no one paid attention to me and uh as within most of my life i i ended a little too late <laughs> yep 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 that's a it's a tough time to know when <laughs> when to hold them when to fold them do i commit to the bed? same thing when it comes to uh doing a podcast knowing when to hold it when to fold it what i'm saying is goodbye everybody <laughs> oh goodbye everybody uh, I hope you learned a lot. I think we skipped the 80s there. Mm-hmm. But that's what VH1 it, okay? is for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune into VH1. We love the 80s because, no, we don't like the 80s. We love the 90s because that's when apartheid ended. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair. Or yeah. anti 80s because that's when these uh, white guys named Claude were in charge of everything in Johannesburg. I think you're mixing Germany and Britain, but. All right. I read a book where there was a guy named something. All right, I'll allow it. Yeah, well, thanks, everybody. Court adjourned. <laughs>